Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Season two, episode forty-five. I think it's forty-five already. Is it forty-four? Is it forty-five? Is it nine hundred? I don't even know anymore. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. Hello, Jenna Anderson. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's snowing outside, so getting in the festive spirit. I'm say some. Chicago gets cold. Chicago. Yes, it does. The puppies have to wear socks, little booties, and go walk outside because the streets are so cold in Chicago. Yeah. So. Good luck, Jenna. Good luck. Thank you. Aaron Perrine. What's going on, y'all? I'd like to draw attention to Brandon's sweater. Yes. Uh, delightful Christmas touch going on while we're all feeling like a polar bear's toenails right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite snowing in Nashville yet, but don't let the people of Tennessee lie to you. It does snow here. They told me that when I moved here. It doesn't snow. So I'm in the holiday spirit early. Uh, this was this was when, like the Hawkeye box when Disney used to send... Uh, Little boxes. Thank you for the thank you for the shout, Aaron. And my Hawkeye Christmas sweater out. Jamie Jurak. Good morning. Uh, no one will be surprised to know that it is not snowing in Los Angeles. Uh, but what can you do? It's hard to believe. Hard to believe. Truly. Honestly, I've been to LA like five times in the past two weeks, and it's like forty degrees here. And then I get off the plane wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants, and I'm like, I am sweating in this place. <laughs> But yeah, you know, all spoiled out there with the weather. Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Phase Zero. If you're listening to us in podcast form, good whatever time of day it is to you. Shout out to Richard Pangman, who's watching us in the chat uh, at work. We appreciate you being here. We're happy to help make your day better. You make our day better. By letting us know we make your day better. It's all one big ego stroke for everybody. And we love you all so much. Uh, thank you. We have a fun show today. Uh, we're going to talk about Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. We're going to talk about Secret Wars, Spider-Man, Trilogy, Rumors, Tom Holland, contract stuff. I don't even know what's going on. We're going to talk about everything the Internet is saying and what we think is true or not true. We had exclusive interviews with David Arbor and Simuli. You were going to roll out on the show and talk about Lindsay Lohan is a topping is a talking point today. So that's something to, to stay tuned for. OK, so, so, so don't miss that. Uh, and Ironheart stuff to talk about. It's, it's, it's a big show today, right? We're also, I think we may have some time at the end to answer questions from the comment section. So please start getting those wheels in your brilliant genius minds turning if you want to drop some questions about the MCU, if there's things you want to talk about, you want to theorize, or whatever. You just want to ask us how we are. It's great. It's great. Uh, all right. Uh, one thing we have to start out talking about is uh, a couple of us here got to go to the Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery premiere just two days ago the movie was excellent by the way i loved it i liked it i think more than the first knives out i think that's pretty wow. pretty, I'm pretty confident in that but uh anyway that's not the best part of the night the best <laughs> part of the night was what happened with one jamie Girac and one agatha harkness jamie i met Catherine hahn <laughs> ah so, you know, I've been to some premieres, but this was my first after party. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to bother. Like, I'm like two feet from Goldie Hawn. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to bother people here. I'm just going to like blend in and be cool. But I have to talk to Catherine Hahn. I have to show her my Agatha tattoo. Because like, that's just, I mean, come on. Uh, so I, you know, I just like hovered a little <laughs> and and waited for her to be available. And I was like, sorry, I just, I, it would be crazy to be at the same party at you and not show you that I have a tattoo of you. And uh, she was like, what? And I showed her and like, you can see in the pictures, like, I think it was her daughter was right next to her and they're, and they're both like, 
Um, and I wish I could tell you every single thing we discussed, but like, it's a blur now. Brandon saw me right afterwards and I was like sweating. I had to go outside and like take my jacket off because I was like, it, I couldn't believe what had just occurred. But this is what I like vaguely kind of remember that I told, I, I, I told her about phase here. I was like, I, you know, a coast of Marvel podcast and everybody knows the covenant chaos is what I'm most excited about. So, and she was, and she said something along lines of that cast. She was so excited about it. Um, and, uh, I wish I could remember more uh i know she hugged me <laughs> that was her hug she she brought me in for a hug uh and there was a photographer like a professional photographer took photos of this and i have yet to find them and i need the whole world to help me find these photos <laughs> so i can have them um i wish like i genuinely wish i could like we talked we had like a conversation but i can't remember it because I'm, I'm like i wasn't drinking i just like it, i was just it was i can't believe it happened um so but she was supposed to be also she's a tiny little lady she has such like a giant presence i i didn't expect her to be like small she's really small um and uh, anyway it was amazing <laughs> and uh and uh yeah I, uh, that's the story <laughs> filed under things we'd love to see that's that's <laughs> It was, I did, Jamie was glowing after this encounter. I wish I had been there to actually see it happen, but I was there like a moment later and it was awesome. It was awesome. The photos are on Twitter, on Jamie's Twitter. You can go find them. Uh, it's, we, we, we shared them, I think from the phase zero account. I think we quote tweeted or something, but, uh, it was, uh, go, go find those photos and, and, and find some joy in your day from them because they, it's really, it's, it was cool. Uh, I, I, when I interviewed Catherine Hahn the next day, I said, you met my co my co-host, uh, Jamie yesterday. She had the tattoo and Catherine was like, Oh my God, she's a, or Catherine was like, Oh my God, she's amazing. So she certainly remembered you. She said, you didn't tell me that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that happened out of the interview room. Um, and she, she was really nice. I did. Uh, this interview will be up, I think, on the comicbook.com channel soon. I asked about, I asked Kate Hudson and Catherine Hahn about uh, the How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days reunion. Uh, and uh, it took, like, you get five minutes of the interview. They legit just riffed off each other and took four <laughs> minutes of the interview. And I was like, my time is done. This is great. I'm also, before the interview started, I, like, we had to make, because I'm usually the tallest person who walks in. So they have to, like, adjust cameras for a second. So I, we, I, I end up sitting there for like a few seconds and I'm like, I said, what's the most common question you guys have been getting on this press tour? Please, I hope it's not one I'm about to ask, but I'm sticking to my questions if it is. And Kate Hudson was like, a lot of people are asking about how to lose a guy. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's my first question. <laughs> it went there, they were awesome. They were awesome. Uh, anyway, glad that happened. Uh, Phase Zero crew continues to post common Ws. All right. Now we got to talk about Avengers. The Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars, because the rumor mills are starting to heat up. The expectation trains are leaving the station, and uh, we got we got to talk about it. So, Jenny, you put a few you you put a few good questions out here to 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 guide us through this conversation for the first half of it. What what are you what are you thinking here? Yeah, so just kind of the things that like the internet is still talking about like every week it feels like of like who do we want to direct Secret Wars? Are we going to get the X-Men through Secret Wars? Are we going to get the Black Suit Spider-Man arc through Secret Wars? So just for like the first question first and foremost, I know we talked about it a little bit last week and I know I've shared my John Favreau theory like half a dozen times at this point, but like does anyone else have any like director picks or things in their mind of like oh that would be the perfect person to do Secret Wars? I well, like your theory, you know, <laughs> like, you. I like, I like that. I can't, I don't have a better option than that. I, I just think that it should be someone who's, who's done Marvel before. And I don't really want the Russos to come back. I, yeah. They gave us some amazing Marvel movies. They really, really did. But uh, I think that uh, someone else should tackle this next phase. I agree. I mean, I think, I think it's definitely going to be somebody who's worked with Marvel. And I think that leaves you with only a few options. Like it's Ryan Coogler, Peyton Reed, John Watts, maybe like who, who else could be the option? Uh, I mean, if you start looking at the shows, you might find a couple people, but I, there's, there, I don't know that any, like, I don't know who from the shows I'd pick other than maybe Shackman or Kate Heron, who did a really yeah. good job with Loki. Uh, but Shackman's doing Fantastic Four. I don't think Kate Heron is e exactly eager to come back to Marvel. Uh, so I don't really know. I mean, it's got to be one of the people they've already worked with, though. And I think that the, the, that it's a very short list of options. 
I see the chat's also saying Naya DaCosta, who like, granted, we haven't seen her work in the Marvels yet, but I have a feeling like I would not be surprised if she ends up being in contention for that because I'm sure that's going to be great. So the whole thing with Secret Wars is just juggling personalities, right? And juggling different like dynamics. And if the Marvels looks as fun as we've heard the descriptions of the footage, it's fun to be projecting things off of Jamie ranting at me through a phone out of the room. Uh, I I think that that would be kind of cool too. I I just, I, I, I can't, after some of the questions, like the answers that um, Kugler's given in this press tour for What Kind of Forever, I cannot. It, it would take a lot for yeah. me to see him doing it because he really does sound tired. He really does sound like he needs a little bit of time. I'm looking Chicago. at Nia DaCosta's resume right here. Candyman was all right. I think the Marvels is going to be pretty. It looks from the from the, the from the footage of the Marvels, which I saw with no audio backstage at these <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, I don't, I haven't seen Little Woods. Or oh, it's good, but not, but like nothing marvel yeah. Like it is the opposite of a Marvel thing. <laughs> it is a very quiet film <laughs> um, about abortion. So, uh, so uh, it's, it's definitely an, I was shocked like that she, like that she moved from that onto Marvel. I'm really interested to see uh, the Marvels partially because of that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's it's such a short list. Like the options are, I, I feel like Kugler is the guy Feige would turn to and say like, hey man, sure be cool if you did this. And Kugler might be like, sure be cooler if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, like that's a big undertaking. And Kugler seems like just the most kind individual. One of the kindest individuals and thoughtful people I've ever seen talk about these things. And he cares a lot. And I think caring that much about a movie like secret wars could really be a weight that you have to carry. And we'd be, we'd all be fortunate. I think to have Kugler direct secret wars. I think it's a question of whether or not Kugler himself believes he has the bandwidth, which I think is the only, he's the only person who can make that call, assuming that they do, you know, go to him and say, we want this, but he would be of the Marvel directors. I think he's probably my top pick. I haven't seen the Marvels yet. So then next in line, I guess would be, I don't know, man. Peyton Reed's only done movies that I've seen. And I, like Quantumania looks cool, but I haven't seen it. He, yet. he did I a good job Peyton on Mandalorian. Yes, but let's not forget that he also directed one of the greatest films of all time, Bring It On. Bring so it on. he can do oh, yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm a Peyton Reed fan. I like the Ant Man movie. They just don't give me like Avengers Secret Wars vibes, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. who knows? We'll see. I think we all kind of seem to be on the Kugler train in one way or another. All right. Will we get the X-Men through Secret Wars was Jenna's next point. Yeah, because Peter brought this up when we were kind of talking about the show ahead of time. Like, I know this is a very big prevailing theory in my mind. I feel like this is kind of the easiest way to go about bringing the X-Men is just like you have a clean break at the end of Secret Wars. And then now we have mutants. Um, But I don't know, because like we have Deadpool 3, we have all of these other little elements going on. So like, what does everybody think in that regard? Do we think that the Secret Wars will like lead to us getting X-Men? I don't think so. Okay. I, th- I think I think the fact that like Kamala Khan and uh, Namor are both mutants now, maybe we get a couple of characters from X-Men franchises, like they do a little cherry picking of people they like. Like Kevin Feige says, well, I like James McAvoy. I like, you know, this person, that person. And we get maybe a cameo by Halle Berry or something before that universe gets wiped out. And then they get it gives you an opportunity to understand, stop asking these actors if they're ever going to come back because that universe is gone now. We, we picked a couple, they survived, and they're here. So the, the answer is yes. For the rest, the answer is always no. Uh, and, and maybe that, but, but I, I think that the MCU is starting to show us that it is organically introducing mutants through the main universe timeline, which I prefer, honestly. I completely agree. I think that we are definitely getting something just the way they're talking about this movie. Um, I think that the, the most likely scenario are past cameos uh, yeah. rather than like new casting i think that that's but i I, but like whether or not will there be an x-man in that movie yeah uh (laughs) yes i think the answer is yes absolutely i mean and i'll just i'll just cut to this because of the talk what we're talking about but heavy spoilers great youtube channel i really like this guy he's funny man he does great easter egg breakdowns i watch his videos regularly uh he he posted a video where he talks about he says his sources are saying kevin foggy wants to make secret wars 
the biggest movie of all time with characters from every Marvel franchise ever. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is true or false. I'm not sure heavy spoilers. I, I go to heavy spoilers usually for like, you know, breakdowns, Easter eggs, stuff that I want to be educate myself on. He does all things. He doesn't just do Marvel, but I find this interesting. I, I, so I don't know his track record. Of, you know, if he's reported stuff like this before and been right or wrong. So, I, but, but I know his videos are fun to watch and he does a really good job paying attention to detail. But this is an interesting thing and it's got picked up places and has everybody talking. So I don't know if it's true or false. And I'm not even going to weigh in on whether I think it's true or false. But it's just like, like the idea of this. That's kind of crazy. There are so many people to pick from. There's a lot of Marvel movies before the MCU and even during the MCU that weren't MCU. Do, is this something that we even want? I mean, yeah. Yeah, let's be honest. Wesley Snipes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy. The idea of having this be like a rumor is it's like saying like it's rumored that Kevin Feige wants a dump truck full of money backed up at his house. It's like, of course he would want to make this the biggest movie that he could ever make it. I feel like you really only get one shot at doing this correctly. And I feel like they are recognizing that. And that's probably why it, it got delayed and we don't have a director and they're really taking their time with it is because like they want to make it like as big as it can possibly be. But I do think it is this thing of so many people are going to have to recognize that this isn't just going to be this like bacchanal of cameos and just no storyline. Like there is going to be a storyline first and foremost, and it's not just going to be every single character that you've ever wanted making you do the Leo pointing meme at the screen. So I think like striking the balance between the two of those is going to be a really interesting thing. And I think that's going to be a thing the fandom is going to have to reckon with as well. Yeah, everybody expects this movie to be like a, a DJ Khaled album from like 2009, <laughs> where like, like every person on God's green earth on this record at the same time. Uh, and I just don't see how that lends itself to story. It's going to have to be like a kickball game where you pick the best parts of the class to be on your team. And some people that you might enjoy might not make the cut, man. The roster is only so big. So I feel really good about Toby Andrew. Right. They're probably going to make it. Q's probably going to be there. Halle Berry was reported to have a meeting with Marvel. She's probably going to make the cut. Right. You know, Ryan Reynolds is going to be in it. But like after that, it's like all bets are off. I don't know who or what could be. I mean, I, listen, good luck. All of you who want Ben Affleck to come back. Good luck to you. I hope it happens. But it just depends on the individual actors, I think. Right. Yeah. Bring bring back bring back Ben and Jen, baby. What? Yeah. Year is it? <laughs> whatever man uh no jenna makes a good point julia agrees in the comments like yes the story is the the number one thing here and ultimately we just don't know what the story is yet it feels like cameos are the only thing we can even speculate on and that that was that's been one of my sort of gripes i guess about phase four is that the story hasn't really given us a like at least at the end of phase one we knew we're going to thanos whereas at the end of phase four now uh, we're going in a whole bunch of directions and maybe that's what it is. And then secret wars is going to be like, whoop, put them all in one again. But um, the multiverse stakes are a whole different conversation about how it makes me not care so much, but I'll say that <laughs> about it. Well, it's not because there's the multiverse kind of minimizes stakes, right? Like it just makes it so like, well, you know, they're not really dead or they are, and, but they're not whatever. But we're all talking about all these other characters coming back, like whether it's Nick Cage, Ghost Rider, Wesley Snipes, Blade, all these other people from other franchises, which I think would be really, really cool to see. And I think we will see a lot of those in this 10 hour movie. But I think this is like the chance that I really want to see what we never, what, what at least when I was like a teenager and in my 20s and all this stuff, like what I wanted to see, but movie rights never allowed it to happen. Like Hugh Jackman, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, the people from like the early 2000s through 2018 who really put like, like imagine them with Toby and Andrew and Tom and the, the, the X-Men actors and the Avengers actors who never got to cross over, even though they were open about thinking it was cool. The fans wanted to see it happen. This feels like the only, these actors aren't getting any younger. These stories, the multiverse stories are going to start to get older than them. Like you can't be playing Hugh Jackman. It, it, playing Wolverine again is no easy feat. Huge respect to Hugh Jackman. He's going to get in Wolverine shape. And that is that only gets harder as you get older. You can't, the, the play of a superhero is, not gonna get, is only going to get harder as you get older with the, de the physical demands, whether it's getting in Wolverine shape so you can take your shirt off on set or the 29-hour days of filming these movies for eight months straight. That's not easy on your body and your soul. So this feels like the chance to see MCU characters that are no longer in the MCU because they died or anything happened to them 
come back one time from another universe or something, cross over with actors and characters that we really got attached to other franchises that were never able to cross over before. That's the thing I really want to see and I'm most interested in seeing. And the idea of Tom Holland's Spider-Man meeting an Iron Man that doesn't know him, the emotional pain I want to feel <laughs> right there. Right there. <laughs> Yeah. Also, can I just say when you were like bring back Ben and Jen, I just got it in my head of like imagine if they had like a little instrumental Evanescence like music cue oh, as they like walk <laughs> through their portal and go through the multiverse. And now I'm like, I will be mildly sad if that doesn't happen because that would be perfect. Wake me up inside. <laughs> will we get the black suit Spider-Man arc? I it's so weird because it's like we don't know what the future is with Spider-Man. I know one of the rumors that we wanted to talk about here is like there's rumors about his new contract being signed and he may or may not be in another trilogy of movies or whatever. I feel like you need one more Spider-Man movie to get to the black suit arc and you need to have at least some people know who he is in order for that to really pay off. Because otherwise it's just the joke that BD makes a million times of like nobody knows who this kid is. He's just going to walk in and get the black suit and there's like going to be no emotional significance for it for any other character. I feel like it's a lock. It's in the next movie. I feel like it's an absolute stone cold lock that they're just going to jump right into that. And I don't know where that leads. I don't know where that leaves Tom Hardy's venom. I have yeah. no clue, but you you're running out of runway to save the black suit for after secret wars or whatever. Like you, you it, it, I'll put it, it better be in the next movie or else I'm going to be like, what was the point? I'm being so confused. So let's hope. I'm kind of I'm kind of on the Saber for Secret Wars train. I do think you need another movie. Like I think we need to get a, uh, we need to pay Spider-Man a visit before we see him cross over and all this stuff because I I would love just a ground level. Let's check in on Spider-Man, how he's doing since everybody forgot who he is, and and then we can toss him into the Avengers movie. At least you know spending a little time with him and knowing this new version of his life, how that's going to connect to the other characters, especially because a lot of these characters he hasn't met yet. So be a sh I, I want to see an updated Spider-Man before we go into the, the black suit, hopefully in Secret Wars. Speaking of Spider-Man contract rumors, another another rumor swirling around that we can't confirm or deny. And I have tried to confirm or <laughs> deny this, but I can't. I can't get answers. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people are saying online, I'm not even sure where this rumor started. I'm sorry to the people who, who broke this. If it turns out to be true, especially if it turns out to be false, you're welcome for not naming you. Uh, if, it's, if it's true, I'm really sorry. Uh, but but apparently, you know, people are saying new Spider-Man trilogy and Avengers movies. Marvel, here's the, here's what doesn't matter about this. Marvel Studios is still owed one Spider-Man appearance in a movie of their choosing. And that's from CEO Tom Rothman in an interview we did at the Spider-Man No Way Home uh, premiere. Spider-Man is still due for at least one appearance in a non-Spider-Man Marvel Studios film, whether there's a contract agreement or not for new titles. So. One would assume, at a minimum, he's in Secret Wars. But I do think they probably are reaching a new contract. I mean, that, that dumb truck. They, 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 it was, it's not a dumb truck of money going to the Holland house. And then Tom and Zendaya open the door and they see it. I think, I think it, is, it is like an Amazon fleet backing money up to that house. Because you can't make Spider-Man without, without Tom Holland for the MCU anymore. And Tom Holland's agents know that. They pay them all. I don't care. Pay them. Whatever. See, part of me was just thinking when you're like one more appearance, what if it's not necessarily in a movie? I know people have really wanted the Daredevil Spider-Man like team up in some capacity. So it's like, what if he what if the contract at the time was just, hey, you appear in one episode of Born Again and people get that little team up and then we re-sign your contract and we go from there. I think that would be really cool if that ends up being the case. I'll tell you right now, you put Spider-Man and Daredevil Born Again and that will have me hype for a Disney Plus show in a way that I have not been since Loki. And I've enjoyed the Disney Plus. Everybody knows I've enjoyed this stuff. But like my, my hype levels have not been as high as they were when Disney Plus those shows first started rolling out. Man, that would get me. Like, I'm already excited for Daredevil. 18 episodes feels like a lot. But put Spider-Man in there. Throw Kingpin in there. Give me some grounded NYC stuff. Whew, show me Avengers Tower for the love of God. I'm in. Call me when She-Hulk shows up in Daredevil. Yeah, that's the, that's the big question. <laughs> I mean, she kind of has to, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like with 18 episodes, so many of these episodes are just going to be like little Marvel team ups like here and there. Of like, here's Matt with a friend of some kind. So I feel like Jen has to be part of that in some way. I would love that. I, I, I hope that's true. 
because I, I want to see, I want to get really attached to their relationship. So one day it breaks my heart like everything else. Because <laughs> you just know it will. <laughs> I, today, I just want to be hurt, Jamie. Okay. Today, I like just, that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday. I, well, I, I know I'm the only like big Hot Toys nerd, but they, they released a new, I, I was sitting here like, man, I want a Daredevil Hot Toys. And then all the old Daredevil Hot Toys are like $900 on eBay because they don't make them anymore. And now they made the red and the red and yellow one from oh. from. Mm. But they haven't even made a She-Hulk figure yet. I was just about to say. I was like, I feel like I would have known if there was a She-Hulk Hot Toys, and there's nothing. Oh, and oh. yet they make him first. So it's a little disappointing. Uh huh. Hot Toys usually. I don't know what time it is in Japan, but it, they release it at like 12 p.m. Central Time when they have they roll out new content. Usually, like it, kind of like pretty much every day, there's some post at 12 p.m. Central Time. So if I happen to be awake. I was just getting off the plane last night and I scrolled through Instagram. I saw it in my feed and, but usually they'll post more than one. If they have something from the same project, they'll usually like, they'll sometimes roll them out together. So I mean, there's like, Oh, there's a, there's a daredevil from She-Hulk. I clicked it. I was like, certainly there's going to be a She-Hulk on their page too. Nothing. But the fact that they are doing daredevil shows that they are making She-Hulk products because it is a She-Hulk branded product. So I think that it's just a matter of time. I think because She-Hulk was VFX, the, the hot toys team that sculpts them and designs these figures needed that they probably didn't get the look of She-Hulk to make the figure on until later, which makes me think that it's still coming. It's inevitable. Literally y yesterday I was like, like, I'm like, I need some kind of She-Hulk toy up for my Marvel shelf. And I was like looking up some stuff. And, uh, and so like, that makes me annoyed because <laughs> like when I say I want a She-Hulk toy, I mean of She-Hulk. Yeah. So. I'm just laughing at the image of Jenna, like making breakfast. And then if they make the toy, she's looking back like what? <laughs> it's fine. Finally happened. <laughs> Listen, I'm happy they didn't drop it right away because I just spent a lot of money on Taylor Swift tickets. So it's like I'm fine waiting <laughs> a little bit until the Hot Toys comes out and then I can spend a bunch of money on that. <laughs> Congratulations on scoring those. That's Seven a, hours whew. of sitting at my computer. And it was so worth it. Yeah. I was wondering why you look like you just came back from war. <laughs> I, I, I deserve like compensation for the amount of time I spent on Ticketmaster yesterday. A soldier, a, a, a Swifty soldier. I respect it. I respect it. Uh, all right. We have a clip I want to play from the Box Lunch Holiday Gala. Before we play this, um, I want to actually point something out. This was a, a really cool event that Box Lunch put on to, in partnership with Feeding America. I, don't, I didn't know this before the event. Every $10 somebody spends at Box Lunch, they donate a meal to people in need to try to end hunger in the world. So on this night, they had donated $100,000 to Feeding America. And Simuliu was the man of the night. He was there to present the check. He was the award presenter. He got on stage to present the check. And then he took, he took out a check of his own and matched it. $100,000 of his own money to try to help uh, end hunger and feed those in need. So I think that's a really cool thing that, that Simuliu did. That's what heroes do. And now that I, I think it's really cool. If you follow Simu, you see he's doing a lot of stuff like that. And that's 100K is not a lot of money. You buy a lot of Hot Toys figures. With uh, with 100k, you can buy even more meals for people in need. So I think that that's that's really cool that he did that. But we got to we got to catch up with him at that event. Thanks to Box Lunch for having us out there. And uh, I, I kind of had Mans on ice skates with his words about Kang Dynasty. So, so just just watch this clip, and we'll we'll all talk about it. Let's let's roll this clip, Richard. Comic Con oh, wow. told me the the Kang Dynasty stuff is true. I want to hear from you. What's it like to uh, to to have worked with him so closely? You know, he's the man for the next big Avengers job. Man, it it feels incredible. I mean, I obviously learned uh, about the news a little bit before the rest of the world did, but I freaked out. I sent him like forty texts in a row, all exclamation marks. I mean, I, I was just I'm just so incredibly happy for him. He's so deserving of that spot. I mean, what makes him such a special filmmaker? and I've said this from the beginning, even when we were premiering our movie, is his ability to make a $150 million movie really, really small in the best possible way. And I think I'm really looking forward to what he does on that even grander scale of the Avengers, because I think it's, it's easy to maybe get lost in the spectacle of like what those movies can be, the, the, the vastness and the grandness of it. But if you can maintain the humanity and the human stories, I think that's what will make a movie memorable and special. And um, and I think Destin's got it. I think he's got it. And I think he deserves this so much. And I'm, I'm so excited to get to work for him again. Oh, dude, I love it. And, and I remember, oh, so what, you're, are you going to be in Kang Dynasty? 
Is that work for him again? Is that what that? Well, I mean, <laughs> I would think so. I would hope so. I would hope so. I mean, well, Don't here's take my word for sure. it. But. I, I mean, I know that uh, that in the Infinity Saga, it was like, okay, here's a series of movies, and everybody goes to Avengers, and then sequels, and then another Avengers, and now we have the next Avengers, but we don't have a Shang Chi two announcement yet. Are, like. How much of your future with Shang-Chi, at least do they have they given you, but you're not allowed to talk about yet? Well, I think I know as much as anyone else, right? There's gonna be a sequel. I think that part was obvious, but it was also made official. Um, as far as when, I mean, that's just a question of timing and you know how well my back holds up through the years. <laughs> you keep doing those backflips. I'll, I'll make 40 of them if we can. First of all, Mans knows more than anyone else. He knows more <laughs> than, uh, than us, but he, I mean, it's obvious he's probably going to be in Kang Dynasty, but I think that that is what he was saying in that interview. Y'all caught that, right? We just need to go find his secret Marvel blog that he said he runs when he was on our show because he probably has all of the secrets there. Him he's and the Yeah. <laughs> Nobody sees that. He's like, oh, no, no, downvote, downvote. We don't need that. We don't. No, I mean, it, it would make sense that he's an Avengers of Kang Dynasty. Like, uh, I, I actually want to, what do you think, because Secret Wars is going to be huge. We think everybody ever is going to be in Avengers Secret Wars. But the Kang Dynasty team is something interesting to think about, because I assume that's not going to be full-blown every single hero. Like, is Moon Knight in the Kang Dynasty? Right now, that doesn't make any sense if he is. Like, why would he be? So who, who is in Kang Dynasty and who's not? You're Anybody lucky got you're lucky Layla's not here that you just say he don't belong there. And I was just going to say, Jim is probably going to be so sad in the chat. <laughs> We're going to see him in a second. Yeah. All right. But, but, but I mean, we don't have any story thread yet to indicate Moon Knight is going to meet any of these characters and go to the Avengers, the Kang Dynasty in any way. Right? So who do we think? Sorry, Layla. Sorry, Jim. I know. I know. <laughs> who do we think? That, and, they, and I could. Listen, I don't know. But who do we think? Is that could be on that team, or we could rule out of being on that team based on what we know right now. All of which could change. There's a whole phase between now and then. But what do we think? Do you, Do you think that they're going to kind of shave it down, like and be kind of like like the original, like have a new version of the original six and make that this movie? I, that's what I think. I, I because Secret Wars is going to be everybody, and I think this is going to be like this is the new Avengers lineup. Well, and and then the young Avengers are going to be their own thing. I don't know. The, that's that's what I feel like. I think this is going to be a much, much smaller team than what's happening in Secret Wars. See, I feel like because Secret Wars is going to have everybody, I think you need to gradually escalate things to where we can just have everybody in one scene. I could see it being very much like the Bronze Age roster where there's maybe 10 to 12 people and that you really just kind of focus on them. Because I feel like they could also do the thing that comics do all the time of like you break them up into little groups and like you go fight this thing, you go mm -hmm. do that thing, and then we all regroup at the end of it. So I feel like that could be the structure of the movie in one way or another. I, I feel like Shang-Chi does have to be there, like going back to what Simu said, because he we know he knows the Avengers. We know he talked to Carol and Bruce. Like we know the bangle has some sort of, and like the 10 rings have some sort of significance. So like, I feel like that narratively explains why he would then show up in King Dynasty. Jenna. Yeah. I, yes. Oh, are you okay. Um, <laughs> in the, in the King Dynasty comics, that's exactly what happens yeah. is that there's a front of them fighting in space. And then there's people on the ground fighting and, Funny enough, if you look at that roster from the comics, we've got a lot of those principal players either already here or like, you know, in production. Because like, was it Wonder Man, mm -hmm. Scarlet Witch, uh, down on the ground with like, I want to say it's like the 90s. So a lot of stuff is like weird. Like Kit Harrington is probably down there, I think, and yeah. Cersei. Uh, and then I want to say War Machine's down there with them too, because Tony and Captain America are up in space. Oh, and Carol's down on the ground as well. She was like Songbird at the time, or um, what's it called? What was it called? What What's her weird call name in the '90s that doesn't make any sense? That's never going to be in any of these movies. Um, yeah, so I think that it's going to be like probably three and three, and then a, a small section of the children with each of them, <laughs> you know, like on the ground, you have Haley Steinfeld and them probably down here. And then like Kamala's up in space with other, like the other heroes up there because cosmic stuff, right? I, I, I don't know, we don't know, but like 
if you if you're going off that, I think that the splitting them into two groups is the best bet because that's how it happened in Infinity War too. If you really think about it, yeah, I agree. I think it, I think it could be one of those split things, but so the, the so the roster overall would probably be characters like Shang Chi, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. Uh, I don't know how the Hulk fits into this. Well, Mark Ruffalo did say that She-Hulk is going to be in the Avengers movies. Like he hint he hinted at that and he probably shouldn't have. So I could see them recruiting her in some way. I'm still convinced he has no idea and is just manifesting, which also, I'm fine with. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think he's just like I was like, well, yeah, right. That's gonna happen because it makes sense. Yeah. But no one's yeah. telling Mark Ruffalo anything. No. <laughs> right. Like she certainly will be in Secret Wars, like I think everybody will, but I'm curious, like for Kang Dynasty, like whoever survives Ant-Man, I I think she hope will be interesting. Because she obviously has very clear ties to Avengers through Bruce, and now Daredevil it gets brought into it through that as well. Like I don't think Daredevil, Matt Murdock, has met any of the Avengers yet. Uh, Spider-Man? Will Spider-Man be in Kang Dynasty? I don't know. This is why we need to check in. We got it. Listen, we got Phase 5. 2020. Is 2020? Yeah. Well, phase, <laughs> all phase 5 is next year, right? Like The whole thing starts and ends next year. Isn't it the next two years? Or, or is I it could, two years? Oh, I yeah, could yeah, be wrong, though, but I don't know. I feel like Thunderbolts is 2025. So th is Thunderbolts before or after Kang Dynasty? Before. And then Kang Dynasty is in 2025. <sighs> yeah, Shit. and then Secret Wars is in 2026, because they were both in 2025, and now Secret okay, Wars... Okay, wait, because we, we all forgot what year it is. So I think 2023 and 2024, because Thunderbolts is late 24. And, yeah, then, yeah, and then we get yeah. into FF and Kang Dynasty and everything from there. So I just right. totally I, forgot what year it was. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Well, it'll be interesting. Everybody in the comments, we're going to take a, take a quick one-minute break, and then we're going to come back. We're actually going to talk about Thunderbolts. Drop in the comments who you think will be on the Avengers roster in Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Give us your, your roster of heroes that you think are going to be in there battling Kang through the timelines. And uh, we're going to take a quick one-minute break. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Phase Zero. We've been talking about Avengers movies for most of the day, but right now we're going to talk about a different team, and they are the Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts are going to be, quote-unquote, the losers of the MCU, according to one Mr. David Arbor. We'll talk about this, but first, just hear it from him. Richard? About that, I mean, do you, do, have you read the script for Thunderbolts yet? Do you know when you guys get to work on that? Uh, I know we go to work next year. Um, the I have not read a script, but I've been told the arc of the story and how the story goes. I apparently will be reading a script very soon, but it's it's cool. And there is, um, you know, it's very unique. Uh, it, and also it has all this cool action and cool comedy from what has been described to me. And then there is like a bomb drop thing that we add to the universe which is uh will be very exciting for the movie to do at the end of this particular phase whatever phase whatever that we're ending yeah um, yeah phase five yeah it's a cool that's little cool. thing that we get to drop in the middle of the universe oh that's gonna be exciting man and, and i mean we've seen you know the marvel universe has given us teams like the avengers who are like you know the the noble people the guardians of the galaxy who are kind of like the cosmic anti-hero silly bunch where on that spectrum do you think this group is going to fall um we're like losers which <laughs> i think we're like you know the the losers and i I think it's fun to watch us just mess everything up. Um, 
I think that's the spectrum. I think it's very funny, but there's also a lot of like pathos in that. There's a lot of like drama in a bunch of people who just keep getting their lives wrong and keep because of character flaws, keep messing things up and nobody gives them the respect that they do to Captain America and Iron Man, very capable people. So uh, there's a lot to draw on there. I think there's like a lot of movie there. that will be fun. What do we say? Uh, That was so good. I know that was such a cool answer. I have so many theories like, oh, my God. Like I, 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 a lot of people have said after Wakanda forever that like maybe Val is interested in like some sort of MacGuffin, either vibranium or something else that could like help give the U.S. more power. So it's like I could see it being that part of me also thinks like with the bomb drop thing, it could be like an incursion or something tied to the multiverse, because I feel like that would be the kind of weird thing to throw into this very street level team and just have it have these larger ramifications. There has to be something big when this is wrapping up the phase. So now I'm almost like maybe it's a multiversal thing like that would be really cool. Maybe Red Hulk is a scroll. I don't know. I, I I don't have any guesses, but I am so excited for Thunderbolts. Like it is a really high on my hype ranking. Like and then hearing him talk about it got me even more excited. Like you can see the joy in his face, his excitement, and that's really awesome. I had to respect his commitment to never being in a movie where it's warm. He, he will work <laughs> in a cold movie forever. Uh, and that is awesome. I, I I have no idea what he could be gesturing towards as far as like the bomb drop stuff. Social media has been a minefield for this yeah. Marvel stuff. So there's like four different things swirling on Twitter alone of like what it could possibly be. But uh, I don't I don't know. I asked Jenna about one of them yesterday that, and we don't think it's that. So a popular thing that you've seen a bunch of people drop. Fan art and covers of. I don't think it's that, but uh, who knows? The Squadron Supreme stuff that's been (laughs) everywhere. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Yeah. Like the new Uh, scuttlebutt is that that might be the bomb, which like I could possibly see with like the multiversal stuff. I I also feel like it would be a lot to throw that entire team into that movie, but I don't know. I'm just kind of curious just to see whatever the future holds. As people know on the show, I want to see the Squadron Supreme. So if they show up anywhere, I will be very happy. Is this just like speculation or is this people claiming it's like it's speculation? Yeah. I was going to say, if people are claiming there's leaks for this movie already, David Harbour just said he hasn't even read a script yet, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Your uncle doesn't work at Nintendo, Brandon? What do you mean? (laughs) My uncle works at the movie theater. He saw the post-credit scene already. Uh, All right. All right. Uh, All right. Here's here's, Jen and Jamie. I'm just going to let you guys take this one. Hell yeah. Okay, so Lindsay Lohan really wants to join the MCU. Um, She gave an interview with Forbes and she said, I think I'm always the kind of person that I see what comes and I take it as it comes wherever the scripts lead me. I love doing rom-coms, so that's always something that I'm going to look for and do a ton of when the time is right. But there's definitely other things. I've never done an action film. I would love to do something with Marvel, just seeing what comes my way and I'm open to different roles. So I know Jamie has thoughts. I want her to say her thoughts. And then I have one fan cast in my head that I accidentally came across. And I think it's perfect. But I want to hear what Jamie thinks about this. I bet it's the same one that I'm thinking. But I'll Oh, no, it might, it's, it's uh, probably very obscure. But I, I okay, OK, we'll yeah. see. Um, uh, I um, I love this. Uh, Lindsay Lohan deserves better than pseudo Hallmark Netflix Christmas yeah. movies. Like, I haven't watched this new movie yet. I'm sure it's cute, whatever. But like. I mean, I grew up on the Parent Trap, the remake. I think it's it's one of the rem- few remakes that are better than the original. Um, I deeply love that movie, and I also like you know Mean Girls. There's so many like she's good. We know she's good, and right and like I don't know why she's getting stuck doing what she's doing right now, and like we know she's capable. We know she can act, and I'm ready to i love this idea I, I would love and i don't know remember who said this in my comments i'm sorry that i don't remember but somebody was like let marvel do for Lindsay lohan what marvel did for robert downey jr and i oh. love that because that's like that, that i think that's a comparable thing uh so i'm i i think this is great and i think she would be capable and i want to hear okay jenna who what's the name <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, I will agree with Jamie of like Parent Trap, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, like Freaky Friday. That was my entire personality growing up. So it's like, I want her to get her due. Um, I was thinking White Rabbit 
who is like kind of this villain anti-hero sort of thing just because her first appearance is her versus frogman and spider-man and i can just picture her like leaning into the camp and into the fun of it and just playing like a very fun villain i think that would just be great so like i accidentally had the idea while trying to think of like who are redheads in marvel that like she could play and now i'm like oh crap this would actually really work so that is a deeper cut that is good (laughs) yeah um Okay, and also, I won't call out your name, but you know who you are saying, Lindsay, you're saying negative things about Lindsay did it to herself. Okay, so she doesn't deserve a second chance. Come on. She absolutely does. Um, Somebody said Dazzler, and I really (laughs) was into that. Uh, I've seen so many like Madeline Pryor, Jean Grey, like leading into the twin stuff, which like, I I could see that. I feel like there are so many people who could play Jean Grey, so I don't necessarily want to pigeonhole her into that. But that's why I was like, White Rabbit, let her play a very campy villain. Like That would be fun. You hear this, all those people out there, there's still redheads out there that are willing to play superhero roles. All of you who are (laughs) angry about redheads and superhero movies, you're good. It's it's coming, right? Yep. What Um, does Lindsay did it to herself? What does that even mean? She just sunk her own career. I don't know. Whatever. It's rude. I don't even know what that means. I I, maybe I'm not up with the date on Lindsay Lohan, Laura. I I've I've just kind of wondered why she. Isn't doing big stuff anymore too. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I have missed something. The Lindsay Lohan fandom uh, page is run by Jamie and Jenna. They're the ones <laughs> operating the mods for it. Yes, yes. I love. That. Some, I love people that. are asking if Lindsay Lohan can sing, and I and I believe the answer is yes. She can. yes, yeah. I would uh, it, from the MCU to Lindsay. You can sit with us. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, all right, we got a couple more things to talk about. Was there anything else you want to talk about there? No, no. Nope. All right. <laughs> uh, we talked to Dominique Thorne. That's on the comicbook.com or the Phase Zero YouTube channel. I'm not going to talk in too much detail about this because I want to get to questions. So everybody in the comment section, please drop some questions for us so we can uh, end the show with a fun conversation with you all. Um, Dominique Thorne debuted as Ruby Williams in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She was an absolute delight to interview. And um, Nate Moore told us that she's not as following in the footsteps of Tony Stark in the MCU as she is in the comics. And so I asked Dominique Thorne about that. And I said, you know, what does a character like Riri Williams in the MCU think about Tony Stark? And she said that that's really a question that's going to be answered on the Ironheart series. And she said a little bit more than that. She didn't want to say too much. But I just encourage you all, I'm not going to give it away here, to go give us plus one on the view count and uh, check out that, that interview and make sure you're subscribed so we can continue doing stuff like that. Because like, I don't know if y'all saw this, but I just tweeted at Winston Duke and said, come on phase zero. And he said, holler at your boy. And I was like, bro, like what, what's good. I'm, this is, I'm hollering. Like, let's go. <laughs> so, you know, moments like that, people, people, you know, they, they see our show, they see you guys watch it and they, they give us an opportunity to talk with them. So hopefully we can get Winston on the show too. Uh, anybody have anything, any thoughts on Riri Williams before we move on? I'm just so excited to see more of her. Like, I, I cannot wait to watch six episodes of her after Black Panther. Like, she's just so great. She in, in the interview, she was so just very, very, seemed like very thankful for this whole thing. She just very seemed very like still very grounded and just shocked at the success of the project and that everybody like loves her. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Also, she's not that new in the thing because she gave Brandon one heck of a tease when he asked about the M word. Uh, listen, confirm. Confirmed. As always, confirmed. Now you'll have to go watch the interview to. to <laughs> know. I love that we're at the point though where you said the M word and my mind went to mutants before Mephisto because both are equally. Oh, I also that everyone's thought, been playing coy with. So I was like, get, why is he yeah. talking about mutants? And then it's like, oh yeah, it's Mephisto. You're yeah, gonna get thought. smitten, both of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Lord is going to snipe both of y'all. Don't do that. Um, oh, man. So One last thing on our talking points for today. There's an interview coming to comicbook.com from the Glass Onion Junket. Uh, Jessica Hennick, you know her from uh, Iron Fist. Well, she's definitely ready to be the Iron Fist, and it seems like she knows something. So I'll wait for the interview to come out, but uh, she certainly stopped herself short of, of giving away too much. I was like, wait a second. Has Kevin called you? Why hasn't he called me? Um, <laughs> so, all right, we got some questions here. Let's take a look at the comment section. I'm only on YouTube because I'm on a personal hotspot on my phone here because the Wi-Fi in the studio uh, was not was not being friendly with my computer. 
So uh, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Kind of philosophical. Phyllis, philosophy. Wow, bro. <laughs> That's that 1 a.m. arrival time right there. Philosophical. But what does it take for a project to become one of your MCU faves, genre stakes, emotion, humor, presence of fave characters? What makes something one of your personal best? Ask Julia Del Bell. Anybody want to take this first? I, I, I know my answer and it's rewatchability for me. Like uh, there are just certain things that, um, uh, you know, there are some movies that are like really good, but really heavy. Um, like I don't see myself watching Wakanda forever over and over again because, because of, of how heavy it is. But uh, if, if um, like, like you guys know, I can watch Ultron. There are no limit to how many times I can watch Ultron. Cause it's like a comfort movie. It's like a big old warm blankie. And that's a, that's a big thing for me. For me, it's the emotions and the characters. I like to have fun at the movies. I love to have a good time and see awesome. I like unique elements, like something that is unlike what we've seen before, which Marvel movies are really starting to do that well. And I feel like, but like why some of my favorites are like the Avengers, Iron Man 1 and Guardians of the Galaxy 1 are because at the time those dropped, they were so new. They felt so new. And they introduced me to characters I really got interested in. I liked their relationships together. I liked the emotions that came with it. Like seeing Tony Stark fly out into the wormhole and Pepper's calling. And that's the only time we really see Pepper in the movie since the very beginning of the Avengers movie. You see her very late in the movie, just missing a phone call. And I love the, I love the like emotional attachment to relationships, the tension between Steve and Tony. Like, I just, I love getting attached to the characters. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn put on a masterclass in getting you attached to characters. And when Yondu died in Guardians Volume 2, like, that just hit me really hard. And I, so for me, it's the emotions. I love to have fun at the movies. I love to see something unique. But it's the, it's the relationships between the characters, getting invested in the characters and the emotions that come with that. Uh, and the thrill of seeing them experience things together. So that those, those are kind of my things. That was like such a well thought out answer. And then mine is over here. I just, I love when a movie captures exactly what the energy is of that respective character in the comics. Like I feel like Winter Soldier is still probably my favorite MCU project because it feels exactly like what it is supposed to be for the kind of Captain America story that it is. I feel like that's why I love She-Hulk so much. That's why I love the Guardians movies so much. Hawkeye, it's like Loki. They all just understand the tone and the level of stakes for the respective character. And they aren't just trying to make cookie cutter sort of stuff. Those are always the ones that like end up being my favorites. I don't know what to say that hasn't already been said is the curse of going last. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that sometimes I like the ones that make me make me think a little bit more sometimes, uh, but it, it varies because there are moments that are just very jubilant and fun. And I think just like popular music or TV, the stuff that resonates with me probably has more to do with the people I'm there seeing it with probably than the actual thing itself. Like, the theater experiences of this stuff is really uh, a communal sort of event and seeing the, these big events along with other people, especially the people you care about makes the movies themselves a little bit more, uh, you know, resonant for you. So it, it really does like depend from project to project. It's funny. I, I, I would love if someone could go in my brain and figure out which one of these I rank higher because I was sitting there with all my friends or because I was freaking 21 years old. And it's like, yeah, Thursday night, we don't have jobs. The Mountain Dew is flowing. The popcorn is here. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's for, it for me. I love we all have we all, I love how we all had similar but different answers. Uh, speaking of similar but different answers, December 7th, phase four rankings oh, are coming in, coming to phase zero, <laughs> four rankings show. I would, I also want to do a 2022 rankings show, but like, I feel like doing both would like the answers would be spoiled. Yeah. So we're going to do a phase four rankings show. And I'm really, I, I want to make a graphic that consolidates our 2022 picks into a ranking. So we could compare them to our 2022 hype rankings and see where everything landed. I'm not, you guys can do what you want. I'm not going to go back and look at my hype rankings until after the show. Cause I want to see like, I, I kind of want to share my reaction in real time. So I'm, I'm going to, Peter's Peter is going to have to have a, a bit of work cut out for him to get those graphics made, but he always does a great job. So I'm excited to be like, Oh wow. I was wrong about that. I was right about this. Uh, that's going to be fun. Chris Begley says, what actor who's played a large role in the MCU could slash should 
direct an MCU film. It's been done by John Favreau. It's been done by Taika Waititi. Uh, I think Michael B. Jordan is the answer. Personally. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, we. I think we should see Creed three first. I have high hopes for it, <laughs> but I think we should see it first. Based on the trailer alone, I think he's already I'm, done. I'm, it. I'm yeah. excited for mm-hmm. Creed three. I am, but I do think it's like he hasn't directed anything yet. <laughs> Right. I'd like to see Larson direct something in the MCU, even if it was just like an episode of a Disney Plus show. I feel like that would be fun because I know she's directed in the past. So I guess that would be my answer. I know my answer. Uh, you know who's directed some films and has directed some really good episodes of Agents of Shield? Clark Gregg. Oh. Mm-hmm. Just Jonathan Majors, based on uh, Instagram posts of him and, and Yaya Abdul Mateen working out. And Brie Larson, too. I have no idea. Michael Bay, come through and make painting game with just these actors <laughs> lifting heavy objects. And then Tatiana be like, that's nothing. Watch this. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, like, I wonder if Foggy would ever really consider that. Because he has no problem handing them producer credits. But, like, directing one of these things is really, like, a big deal, you know? Yeah. What are some Frederico Frederico Rosa? Uh, what are some of your favorite and least favorite changes from the comics to the MCU? I really liked Namor changes. For me, I'm I'm one of the people who's fine with. I I would prefer the comic story for Spider Man, but we already saw it a couple times in movies. So I and as an Iron Man fan, I don't I enjoy I don't mind the Tony Stark mentoring and basically being Uncle Ben for for Spider Man. I won't say his name. I'll never say. I won't give up a joke. I'll never say his name. <laughs> but uh, uh, a, a change uh, with a change. Uh, a change that really it, it ended up paying off years and years later. But I was so pissed when I saw Iron Man three. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the the Mandarin thing was so weird to me. Um, those are the ones that come to mind nowadays. I don't really care. I, I've Iron Man three. I've, I've I've accepted the change and I accept it as a good movie. It's entertaining, but I, when I first saw it, I was like, "There's no way. There's no way they're doing this right now." So, what about you guys? I think we. I think I, we said this recently. We were just talking about this, but I, I the pro vision, how vision came to be vision. Uh, I really, really like those changes. I this is really kind of small and specific, but I, I I wish that Drax was a little more like his comic counterpart of like just being this weird guy who plays the saxophone. Like that is just such a key part of his comic character. And I feel like we haven't really gotten to that point. So like, I don't know why that's the first thing that popped up in my head. But there are so many that I like. I like the Namor decision. I like just the way that Kamala's story really got to be established without having to deal with the Carol Danvers of it all in a very overt way. I think they the, the changes that they've made have largely worked for me. I think of like what's like been like divisive that I like I love that I guess that G Willow Wilson and them got to actually make Kamala a mutant because that's what she was supposed to be at the time but due mm-hmm. to like weird stuff she couldn't be the spiritually it makes a lot of sense I know somewhere Adam is just throwing his computer like a panda uh, <laughs> I love you Adam Barnhart uh I guess one of the weirder things is that uh, I do wonder how, because I know I don't really care, but I know y'all care a lot how they're going to get Hulk back to like being the Incredible Hulk. Uh, I know y'all care a ton. (laughs) He's like, it's me. I'm Uh, (laughs) y'all. I I know that I want everybody to feel better about it so maybe we'll figure out what's going on with that smart hulk was fun for a minute but now <laughs> I that these days i'm over it smart hulk sucks now all right i said it whatever whatever sucks. Yeah, yeah. He, he said sucks he went he's serious yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I i could watch the incredible hulk now which isn't like a, it's not as bad as people say it is but it's not a great movie it's not in my top 10 mcu films by any means but it, that hulk is more fun to me than smart hulk who, who <laughs> give me raging Hulk. Give me raging Hulk. Smart Hulk doesn't suck. I'm just, I'm just tired. Okay. I'm tired. That no, that's valid. I think yeah. that's so, so valid. Um, all right. Well, what a way to end today's show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Jamie, any, any last words for today's episode of phase zero? Um, you know, just 
bring out that good energy. Just know that sometimes you might end up at the same party as uh, somebody that you admire and uh, have a tattoo of their face. And sometimes uh, life really works out for you. And just keep that in mind. If it can, if good things can happen to me, they can happen to anybody. I can't wait till that happens and Jamie's on the flip side of it and somebody comes up to Jamie and they're like, I have a tattoo of you. I'm to meet you. <laughs> Aaron. Uh, it's at some like Hornet. And I guess me and Jenna have both lit prayer candles that, uh, that Scarlet Witch series with Viv and her following through a thing. I now really, really desperately want her to have all of her kids and have to navigate the weird mixed family stuff at some point, because I really like the champions lineup and I'm like, man, I would love to have Viv here too. So Go find, uh, was it Dodderman? Did he mm-hmm. do the, yeah, he's, his art, it's up on Twitter. Both, I think both of us retweeted, it's great. Jenna? I will also say that comic is like made for Jamie because they're canonizing Darcy. And I'm they like, I that's perfect. I freaked out yesterday. I don't know if you saw my Instagram, but like I went to go put the release date in my calendar and it was already in my calendar. I'm so excited for this. It's going to be great. Um, follow me on Twitter at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. The Scarlet Witch comic doesn't come out for a while, but there still are some really good comics to read. Um, Iron Man had like a big legacy issue this week. It's technically like the 650th Iron Man issue. It is it is so good. There are so many great stories in that. So I highly recommend that. And yeah, just go read some comics. Love it. All right, y'all. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. We love this community for being positive and supportive of each other and coming here every week and having a good time with us. Uh, love this community. Love my co-hosts. Feeling just look, just happy vibes. We're all we're all happy here. Follow us. Hit us up. Go talk in the Phaseo community on Twitter. While before that, before that sink ships, before that ship sinks all the way to the bottom of the ocean, and Namor gets pissed about it. And uh, we'll, we'll see you a week from today. And subscribe to the Phaseo channel on YouTube because either tomorrow or on Friday we will be posting uh, an exclusive interview with James Gunn. So uh-huh. see you there. <laughs>